This is Stu Jenkins with Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on K News 98.5. We're back with your senator, John Laird. And uh, before the break, John, we were talking about the common law uh, concept of uh, water rights. Uh, how is it that uh, you see that uh, necessity and uh, advancements have uh, made it possible to do other things and yet make it fair? Well, the California water rights system is the, the most polite word that can be applied to it is convoluted. <laughs> and, uh, um, and if you had a water right of the water flowing across your land or access through riparian rights, before 1914, those are considered senior water rights. They trump everything else. You have them. And then water rights that were granted after 1914 uh, are known as junior water rights. And when we had the drought, you know, 2011 to 2015, it was one of the first times in modern times that people had secondary or junior water rights were told not to take water from their usual sources. And I, I have these off-to-the-side talks with various farmers and things through the years. And there's this one guy from Western Growers and, and, and in the Westlands Water District who said he was advising farmers, don't ever farm if you have secondary water rights because over time they're not going to be worth anything. And, and so... This water rights system continues, and in Australia, they had this drought that went for nine years, and I want to say 2000 to 2009. And a lot of fires. And they had a water rights system very similar to California's. And in the height of that drought, and, you know, Melbourne, the urban area of Melbourne at the time had 5 million people, and they were 90 days from running out of water completely. My goodness. And so they did a complete revision of their water rights where they, they gave a certain share to agriculture, a certain share to urban municipal uses, and a certain share to the environment, which means making sure there was still water in certain streams for fish and, mm -hmm. and that stuff. And when they did it, if I have the number right, they had to come up with $9 billion to buy out whoever might lose water from that reallocation of the system. And I met recently with the Speaker of the House in New South Wales and, and I think a council general that came to the Capitol and they said, well, there's still a lot of griping over that. But the important thing is, you see, that's not the system California has. But over time, if we were doing the right policy, we would move toward that. But we would probably need 30 or $40 billion to buy out water rights. There's a chance that some people would lose agricultural lands. There, there would be uh, a real struggle. But the interesting thing is, and, and I, when I was secretary and we were in the middle of the drought, I talked. I, I represented the governor at Western Governors, and I would talk to people from other states. And there was, a, I, I recall that it was New Mexico where everybody has equal water rights, and as a result, when they had a drought, everybody was in trying to protect it. In the California system, there's some people that win wildly, even in dry times, and there's no incentive to conserve. And if you move to a new system, there's room in the system to conserve. But I did an interview 
with the head of the water board on national public radio at that time. And they said, do you think there'll ever be a revision of water rights in your life? And I said, likely not. It's a thermonuclear issue. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's just what it is. You know, It's uh, kind of a sacred cow, as uh, Jerry Brown used to say. Well, it's a funny thing. I said that on NPR, and then a couple of months later when we were heading we were in the fourth year of the drought. He was asked about water rights, and he said, if this drought goes a fifth or sixth year, we might have to consider it. And I thought, wow. I, I heard it along with everybody else that was listening to a TV interview or something, and uh, and I was surprised, but he said it out loud. John, is there are, are there any movements in the state legislature that are uh, rational or practical to either create more water uh, to support agriculture and industry and uh, and people, uh, or to um, store more water? Yes. It, well, there were $2.7 billion appropriated by the voters to store more water in 2014, and those projects are really slow moving. And finally, it looks like the Sites Reservoir north of the Delta, an off-stream reservoir in Calusa County, has a real shot of moving ahead and being built. And there's others. And one of the big things has been water recycling has really provided a lot of extra water to the system across the state. And the state has a low-income revolving loan fund for local governments. Morrill Bay, I know, has availed themselves of it. And and it has created a lot of extra water. And it's, it's really, I know there's one proposed for sort of, in part of the five cities area in San Luis Obispo County. Yes, yeah, so I know talking Pastor about a regional is talking about it system. given what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see. Well, thank. I want to thank uh, Senator John Laird for coming on today to talk to you. He's your state senator, and we've been talking about natural resources and water. And I know there's a lot more to talk about, John. I hope we can have you back on other issues later this year. And uh, so we. I would be happy to come back, and I chair the Education Budget Subcommittee, and I have other bills. I'm trying to do safety related to battery storage. There'll be a lot of things to talk about, and I'll try to come back sometime. Well, we'd love to have you, and uh, we look forward to it. So thank you for being on Slow County Public Policy and the Law on KNews FM 98.5. Thanks for having me. I'm lawyer Stu Jenkins at Slow County Public Policy and the Law on KNews 98.5. We've got a great lineup of guests the next two Saturdays from 10 a.m. to noon right here. On Saturday, April 1, I'll be interviewing my buddy, a Attorney Saro Rizzo, who will tell us why a federal lawsuit is likely to roll back city prohibitions of new natural gas services and appliances. And I'll be introducing you to candidate for Paso Robles School Trustee, Kenny Enney. On Saturday, April 8th, District Attorney Dan Dow will be appearing to talk about recent cases and his initiatives that help rehabilitate folks after they've been convicted, and we'll be seeing the other candidate for Paso Robles School Trustee is Angela Hollander. Thank you for listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. I'm lawyer Stu Jenkins. For more information on Slow County Public Policy and the Law, visit our website. K
knews985.com.